On this episode of the Girl Talk Podcast, I think God understood our emotions and he has provided us with the love we need in the middle of them. You are listening to the Girl Talk Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee. My name is Carol. I'm Kelly. I'm Trisha. And I giggled because when I said, hello there, <laughs> Trisha, just, it was startled you. It was exciting. Sorry. A lot of energy and exuberance. <laughs> I love it. It's all that coffee I drink. So mm-hmm. um, today's episode, I think, is again one of those that came from um, your suggestions. We did a survey and asked you what you wanted to talk about, and I think this one came directly from you. So... The title of this podcast is Why Am I So Sad? <laughs> Boy, I'm going to tell you, the, the, the news cycle which we live in, I think, plays a huge part because I don't know if you've recognized this or not, but very rarely is breaking news good news. <laughs> like, I've never seen it come right. across and go, breaking news, you know, and the little sounder that they play. And do, then, do, do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you taking over trumpet duties? Sorry. No. That's pretty okay. good. So uh, it's just never good news. And so we are constantly bombarded with bad news. So I think that's probably part of it. Um, there have been a lot of heavy things going on in our culture lately. I think that's part of it. Yeah. The combination of all of that and just the hopelessness that mm-hmm. comes from all of those things wrapped Living. up into mm-hmm. one. We can look at our world around us and it's sad it's broken it's in pain it Mm. is searching for something and not finding it of course we know that they're searching for jesus and not finding him yet but um they're so hopeless Mm are the people around us are hopeless that's why there's breaking news that's bad and Mm -hmm. while we see just heartache and it's it can make us very sad. And yeah. we see more than we've ever seen before. True. We know that there was an earthquake that killed, right. you know, such and such people across the world. And then we hear about this riot or this this violent crime that happened. So we, we know everything going around the world. So we're really bombarded right. with sadness from across the globe. And it's sensationalized. Everything's yes. sensationalized. So it's... And 24 hours. It's 24 hours, yeah. I can remember, y'all would probably remember this too, you know, the news played one time per day. Like you know. five o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then it, I think it started like it at 5.30. S- six or seven oh, okay. when I was younger. And then it started getting earlier and earlier oh, and earlier. Interesting. And they would do a five, a 5.30, a six, a 6.30. A, and then the, the, the national news was like at seven o'clock, I think. I'm old. Um, <laughs> so uh, that would happen. And we heard it was one time a day. You didn't you didn't watch all five newscasts because you didn't need to. You saw your one little 30 minute. You found out that the traffic light on 4th and Main was going to be out tomorrow. So you couldn't go that way. And that was, you mm-hmm. know, on with right. your evening. And you watched, you know, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. And that was it, you yeah. know. Yeah. But now constant bombarding of yeah. news and bad stuff and, you know. There are still good things going on in the world. I remember when I was um, younger, middle school, high school, something like that, and um, Desert Storm had just happened, and they talked about how Desert Storm was the first um, war that we saw in real time. Mm. And they were even talking then Mm. about how is this going Mm. to impact us? Wow. That we can now see war in real time. Mm. And wow, look at where we are now that we're seeing 
not just war in real time, but riots in real time and emotions in real time and all of the feedback, everybody's opinion on the thing that's happening, all of it's happening in real time. And we're just bombarded with all of it all at once. And we're not wired for it. We're not wired to handle that kind of thing. Even things like, just take for a second, the celebrity trial, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah. Like, we never would have seen a celebrity trial and heard about, heard about the terrible things that were happening in someone's home. Everything is exposed now. Yeah, we know true. what's going on in that person's marriage and what she said and what he said and what they did. And I mean, it's just we're all exposed the underbelly all the time. And it just does make you feel hopeless unless you hold on to the only hope that we have. Mm. But in order to do that, you have to turn away from the the sensationalism all around you, right? Mm. Because it's constantly going to be there. There is an alert on the news station all the time. Yeah. There is a new alert. And sometimes it's more exciting than others. Yeah. But there is constantly, I think they're paid to have an alert every 10 minutes. Well, they're, they have to get your attention. Yeah. Because they've got to be the most relevant thing in your world. Yeah. And so it's got to always be sensationalized or you mm. won't pay attention to yep. it because yeah. we're getting so numb to yeah. it all, to all of it. It's just it pervading everything that we're dealing with that they've got to have that breaking news alert. And I think part of that numbness is dealing with the sadness. Yes. I think we are getting numb because it's so sad. Mm-hmm. And for me, I avoid sadness. If I can avoid sadness, I'm going to avoid sadness. And yeah. that's going to be eating. Or it's going to be filling my mind with something else or focusing on something else. Oftentimes it's anxiety as a, as a direct way to avoid sadness. I'd rather be anxious. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that I'm making that choice, but my, my mind is making it on some sort of a subconscious level. Yeah. Because sadness is so painful. Yeah. You know, one of the other reasons why I think we see so much sadness in our world is that things keep changing. Mm. That the world around us doesn't stay the same it yeah, is yeah. just constantly moving and it's usually moving in the wrong direction but it's just constantly changing and then there's this whole idea about this my truth you know there's seven billion people in the world and truth from the world's perspective keeps changing yeah and mm-hmm. that who has who who doesn't have anxiety because of that right? yeah because we've it's taken maddening. our eyes off of jesus we've mm-hmm. taken our eyes off of yeah. god and his one truth and started developing all of these 7 billion different truths and they change all the time and they're all so sad. Mm. And that just makes it so much more anxiety ridden for me and so much more, um, you know, prone to sadness when I take my eyes off of God and his one truth. Absolutely. Well, it's maddening. It is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It'll make you crazy. It's like the hamster wheel just Mm -hmm. keeps going around and around and around. So, what do you do with your feelings? We've talked about this before on the podcast, too. Where do you turn when you're sad, mad, frustrated? You you kind of nodded to that. You know, one of the things I saw last night on um, Facebook uh-huh. was my dear friend, Carol Davis, laying <laughs> down on the ground <laughs> with a kid in the so middle fun. of the street, just <laughs> laughing her head off. Oh, yes. And that, my friend, is what we do yeah. when we are feeling anger, when we're feeling sadness. Just find a kid. Right. Because kids yeah. are not dealing with the same level of 
nonsense that we yes, are in right. our world with the worry and the fear and the anxiety. They're just, they still are free yeah. in many ways. So true. And their laugh is contagious. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't go steal somebody else's kid to do this <laughs> with, but make friends with people who have kids or yeah. go play with your own kids or your grandkids or your next door neighbor's kids, but go catch their contagious laughter. Mm. Do you think, so you talked about how kids handle these sorts of things a little bit better. They're less prone to feeling the way that we feel. What is it about them that keeps them from feeling that level of sadness that we can adopt? I think it's trust. I think Mm. kids are genuine. We're talking about kids who are raised in a good home, you know, to, to, to the best degree. We're talking about a kid who feels safe Mm -hmm. and a kid that feels safe won't go down the same emotional path that leads to sadness that we will because they feel safe and they know that that they're okay and I think the answer to part of the question we're talking about is how do we get to that we have to remind ourselves that because God said so it's going to be okay and because Mm. God said so eventually we're going to be safe Mm. in his arms Mm. maybe not safe you know, in this world, in circumstances always, but eventually, as a believer in Jesus, I'm in his arms and I will end up having a safe eternity. And when we grab that, we can be like the kids who can lay down on the sidewalk with Carol and giggle and laugh yeah. because they feel safe. Yeah, so you know, true. I also think that one of the great things about kids is their wide-eyed wonder. You know, that they just think things are super cool that we lost our wonder of yeah you know when was the last time you just laid down on our street in the middle of spruce last night and <laughs> laughed it last night. or laid down in a field and looked up at the stars mm, mm. or went hiking and got down really small and looked at a flower or some moss or a stone and just got it just got filled with wonder Go find something that gives you awe and wonder and makes your eyes open big and your smile just pop on your face. That'll get, help get rid of sadness. Sure, really what ails quickly. you? That's yeah, it will. Yeah. Well, and get outside. Yeah, absolutely. Get away from the TV. Yeah. And I, I was going to say, uh, you know, and I know there are all sorts of arguments against this and make them if you want to, but I would try unplugging one day. Uh, Anne Lamont has a great quote. She said, most everything will reset itself if you unplug it for a little bit. Even you. <laughs> so true. So <laughs> you true. know? Yeah. And so put the phone down. Get outside. Go for a walk. There's a place in, in, in my town with a greenway that's just beautiful beside a, a river. And it, it just, mm-hmm. it's a great place to just go and just be. And I know you're like, I want my earbuds so I can listen to music. Sometimes you just need to not. True. Sometimes you just need to listen to the babbling brook yes. that you're walking beside. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to be quiet. I think we've forgotten how to be quiet, and that's one of the problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never been real good at being still, and I'm probably even worse at being quiet. I like noise. You know, we're addicted to noise. But when you get outside, it's amazing how much lighter you feel when you unplug for a little bit mm-hmm. and just... You know, if everybody who is important knows where you are, it's going to be okay if you go take yeah. a 30-minute walk and you come back. Everything's going to be there when you get oh, back. Yeah. Get some of that sunshine, that vitamin D, too. That helps. Yeah. And you're connecting with God when you're mm-hmm. in nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God is speaking to us when we're in nature. Mm-hmm. 
the smells and the sounds and the sights, that's him. That We learn about the creator through mm-hmm. seeing parts of the creation. Yeah. And that yeah. that's, I think, why it is so healing to mm. be outside and in the woods or mm-hmm. just away from, you know, the buildup. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. Yeah. So we can and take- journal. Write it down. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. Carol's favorite thing to do. <laughs> Especially journal if you have multicolored pens. Yes. And you can like. <laughs> Actually, that's a must. It's a must. You can't yes. write in black. Yes. Black Color. Do your journaling in a rainbow. Yeah. You know, oh. start with red, end with violet. Purple. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll say this too. Um, when, when you're feeling sad, journal too. I think the tendency is to want to journal when everything is good. But I think the necessary thing is to journal when everything is bad because you can see it on the page mm-hmm. and you can identify uh-huh. this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't always do a really good job at doing that because I'm afraid somebody will find it or mm-hmm. read it. Or when I die, y'all will go in my house and read all the journals and go, oh, yeah, she was crazy. Um, it's Remember our agreement. Book. We're going to burn, burn them and all. burn each other's journals. Yeah. Kelly said she's going to read them first. Oh, I did not say anything <laughs> of the sort. I would not do that. I honor. I honor you. I, I wouldn't mind because I'm be, I'll be in Jesus's. That's place, right. You so won't notice. I won't notice. But um, but mind. that's true. But uh, it, journal when you need to, not yeah. just when it's fun. Right. Not when just because I'm. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I mean, there are some pretty heavy stuff in my journals um, because... Good, good. Get that out of your own right, body yeah, and right. into your journal. That's right. a great place for it to live. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I think for, for whatever reason, I, this may not work for you, but if I can get it out of my head and onto paper, mm-hmm. then I can start figuring out where it's coming from and kind of what that is and, you know, yeah. see where that sadness comes from. We're talking about a, a different kind. I think we're more moving in now to personal sadness as we were talking about culture making us sad and the externals but there's sometimes stuff going on inside of you that's making you sad and i'm speaking to more of that there's there's a lot of when i'm angry or frustrated and i don't know what to do with that sometimes if i'll write it out i'll go oh that's exactly where that's coming especially if i write it down and then leave it for a little bit even for an hour or two and come back to it go oh I mean, it's just as clear as the nose on my face where that's coming from, mm-hmm. you know. So I, um, I, that may not work for everybody. I'm just telling you what my experience is. But if I can get it out of my head and onto a piece of paper, I can start to deal with it and go through whatever it is, what is at the bottom and the roots of that emotion and, and kind of start to see where that, that starts. So that helps me. Anything else? Well, I, I think it's good to recognize your triggers, So, for example, if I find myself sitting on my bed, scrolling Facebook, Mm. something's wrong. Or if I watch like three Little House on the Prairie episodes (laughs) in a row, love that show. I love it too. But that's a just that's that's me trying to avoid something. Yeah. So recognize whatever your trigger is Hmm. to know that you're in need of something. Uh, Okay, let's talk about that a little bit. How do you go about identifying triggers? Because, and, and that's going to be the next best question. Like, I'm not sure how I got here. How do you go back and identify the things that? For me, it's when I know I need to be doing something else, but yet I can't break away. Oh. And it's, it's generally it's a Facebook thing. And I have, I've sat on my bed and I've scrolled Facebook and I've been like, oh, Jesus, please help me stop. I can't 
stop. And I'm continuing to scroll. Oh, looking for the next thing. Oh, is there a photo? Oh, look at that. Oh, look at their vacation. Stop, stop. I can't stop. Help me, Jesus. And I know that's, I know I'm avoiding. I'm avoiding something else Mm. when I'm doing that. Hmm. Because I really struggle to stop. Yes, I understand that. Totally. Yeah. I feel that. I've never heard, I've never heard it put quite like that. Mm Mm-hmm. When you, when you need to be doing something else, but you can't stop what you are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a bad thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, but I'm thinking in the terms of, like, you know, addictions. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. It's the same kind of principle, right? Yes. You can't be- stop doing what you're doing. You know you need to be doing something else, but you can't. It's giving you something. Right. And you can't go without it. And, you know, in a, in a moment of, of stress relief or sadness relief. Mm. Because that feeling of sadness, it, sometimes I think if I, if I really let it take over, it's going to take over all of me. Mm. And so there's fear yeah. of feeling sadness because then what if I can't get out of it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So then I go to the coping mechanisms that free, sometimes are good and sometimes are not good. Yeah. Oh, we all do that. Yeah. I know one of the things that I get caught up in when I'm super sad that, makes me realize I've got a problem is that if I start avoiding people mm-hmm. and I don't want to, I don't want to make eye contact with people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend time with people. I want to just kind of crawl up in myself, go spend the time on the Facebook doing the yeah. surfing or go just do whatever I want to do and do it alone because yeah. I'm an extrovert. I yeah. really thrive on the people and want to spend time with the people. And if I stop that that's when I know I've got a problem yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I think that's true for everybody isolation you know when the things that you used to enjoy you don't enjoy anymore you don't want to do anything yeah or if you're an anything. introvert and you don't want to be by yourself anymore and yeah. you you know just have to be with the people because you have to have that muted you yeah. want to have that noise filling up all your space mm-hmm. right I don't know what that's like, but that's, I know me either. I'm like, what? <laughs> Give me the people. But. So unplug, get outside, exercise, journal, um, laugh, laugh. Yeah, spend some time with some children. Pray, pray. Oh, above all, pray, pray. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And know your triggers. Mm-hmm. Know your triggers. I think that's some good wisdom there. Um, so, uh, anything else you girls would like to add? I think. We all fight sadness. Mm. And because you fight sadness doesn't mean you're a bad Christian. It just means we need to refocus. Mm. Because sometimes when I feel sad and then I feel bad for feeling sad, then I feel sadder. Then I, <laughs> then I feel bad, bad for, for feeling sad. sadder. Sad for bad. <laughs> sad, sad for, for bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I think God understood our emotions and he has provided us with the love we need in the middle of them. Mm. Yeah, he created those emotions. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at the Psalms. I mean, That's you don't right. have to go very far into the Psalms to see David's one yeah. minute up here and yeah. the next minute down here. In the same Psalm. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you left me, God? What? How long, oh Lord? Those but he always of... returns to praise at the end. It's, right. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I'm, we're, I'm doing a, the Bible in a year and we're in Psalms right now. And yeah, some of those he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, but I will praise you. (laughs) (laughs) Always comes back. And sing worship songs at the top of your lungs. Do that praising. That'll really help with sadness. Dance parties help. Start out and work in. Yes. Yeah. Start out and work in. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go.
Dance parties help too. Dance yes. parties. Yes. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Every day. Mm-hmm. And borrow somebody's kid to play with mm-hmm. and have a dance party. Legos. Let's do that. Lego Play Doh. Yep. Legos, Play Doh, all the stuff. All the things. That's your prescription for today. And uh, we hope uh, this has been helpful for you. Uh, as always, if you see yourself in a pattern of feeling sad, reach out, get the help that you need. Um, If it goes too far, you know when that is. And so reach out and get some help if that's what you need to talk to somebody professionally. We are totally in support of you Mm -hmm. doing that and getting the help that you need so that you can be happy and healthy and serving God and what he's called you to do. But if you have other comments, questions, if you want to talk about it, Girl Talk at thelightfm.org is our email address. You can check in on the Facebook page. You can join the Girlfriends Group. Trisha's put together a beautiful podcast for a walk. So if you're going to get outside today, go get that podcast. It's a prayer walk, and you're gonna. it's going to be 30 minutes that you're going to want to relive over and over and over and over again because she does such a great job. So thank you for doing that. Bonus episode right. for you. And uh, we want to say thank you to our friends at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee mm-hmm. for their partnership. We love you so much. We're praying for you, and we will see you next time we gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast.